Let's talk about girls loving being called beautiful with our resident parenting and human potential expert, Nikki Bush. Good morning to you, Nikki. Good morning, Jane, and to all our listeners. Why this topic today? Well, it's Women's Day next month, uh, next week, and I've, of course, started giving Women's Day talks, and Women's Day has actually become Women's Month. In fact, it goes from August to September, I find. And yesterday, I was actually at PepsiCo, and uh, my Women's Day presentation was to 300 people in the room and 11,000 people around the country. Mm. And the interesting thing, Jane, was that it ranged, the people in, in, in the audience ranged from forklift drivers to packers to management and C-suite uh, women and men. It wasn't just for the women. And I was Ooh. so excited to finally Hallelujah. be speaking to a company for Women's Day where it wasn't just the women because we cannot get gender equality and gender parity if we just get women together. It's, and so, you know, it's been, it's been that, that way for years, isn't it? I mean, who's learning then? You, you're preaching to the converted. Well, in fact, it's been about pink balloons and bubbly. Yeah. And that's not <laughs> what Women's Day is about. And we don't live in an either-or world. We live in a both-and world. We need each other. Men need women. Women need men. And we need to do this equality thing together. It is a conversation uh, where we all need to be pitching in, where we all need to become more aware of our default settings and our biases. And the bias starts with exactly the opener of this conversation, which is whenever we see a little girl or a teenage girl or even a woman, the first thing out of our mouths is something about her hair mm. or what she's wearing. Yep. And I notice that even within my own family, where there are a lot of girls, as we walk in, the first thing that, you know, that comes to mind is, you know, I love your dress or you're looking so gorgeous. That is a very different comment to, hello, my beautiful girl, or hello, hello, you fabulous woman, mm. where you look, you, you, you're commenting on the, the presence of the person as opposed to what she looks like. Now, Jane, you and I know we're women. We love to be told we're pretty and beautiful and fabulous. We love people to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. But we need to make sure that we're not one-dimensional in the way we actually talk to women and girls. We need to be focusing on the essence of the person as opposed to only the outer beauty. That outer beauty comment can provide a short-term feel-good but it doesn't develop long-term confidence and self-esteem. Mm. That's what we want. And just a comment here about the forklift drivers yesterday. The uh, theme was, was black with a touch of bling. Mm. Well, let me tell you, these women would have been just as comfortable walking through the Santon City Convention Center yesterday. Mm -hmm. They looked so stunning you would never have known they were forklift drivers. And they were just so excited with the messaging that I gave out yesterday that they can become anything they want to be if they embrace the opportunities and show up 
and step up when those opportunities arise. And those opportunities have got nothing to do with what they look like and everything to do with who they are on the inside. So let's make sure we don't become dependent on external validation and affirmation. And sadly, this is what we're seeing in young girls and children today mm. is a complete dependence on external validation and affirmation, which is but, why but I'm sorry. I mean, it, it, it's social it, media. Yeah, I was going to say it, it's really hard because it's it's drummed into them. I mean, you look at social media, it's all about looks. It's all about um uh, what the hair's doing i mean i've got you know one of my twins she's she's really funny and she's a she's a a, a great raconteur i mean she's obsessed with her hair um and it's the first thing i hear when she walks in it's like mom what do you think about my hair you know? <laughs> and that's her first go-to and i go no think of somebody else you know <laughs> yes well it's quite tough as you say jane mm. because they're needing to be hot 24-7, rather hot than smart. And you don't have to look far because just think of what they see in here. The pictures of the airbrushed perfect body are everywhere they look. Yeah. They're surrounded by a nip-tuck culture mm. and sexual innuendo is used to market product all the time. So yeah. our little girls can be forgiven for thinking that outer beauty counts the most. And yes, it does attract attention, but it's possibly not always the right kind of attention. And I guess our role as parents is to teach them the difference. So while she's obsessed about her hair, you're also balancing it out by affirming the essence of who she is and the fact that she she is so funny. Mm. And that is a beautiful trait that not everybody has. So I think from your story, the great uh, learning here is what is your uniqueness? Mm. What is different about you? Not the same as everyone else. And, and her funniness is part of her uniqueness. Um, and I walked into, uh, I did another Women's Day event actually on Tuesday mm. where I had a much older audience, a lot of retired women into their 60s and 70s. And one woman walked up to me before I started speaking. And she actually was a mum when I was at school. She was a mum of somebody who was at school with me. So she's now in her uh, late 70s. And she's still as quaffed and well presented as she always was. She's got magnificent hair. Mm. A lot shorter than me. She's a totally different figure type to me. Of course, she mentioned to, to me that I looked amazing and what great legs I have, which <laughs> I do have. I have great legs. Well done, you. But I was not brought, I, I, I was not, not, not born into the world with a great head of hair. And so I always say, you know what, this time around I got the legs, next time around I'm coming with the hair, but you never get it all. <laughs> you never get it all. It's mm. rare to get it all. And so we. Well, well it's a bit like, sorry, 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 I'm going to just jump in here. <laughs> um, I remember seeing David Beckham the first time and just, you know, this thing of beauty and then he started talking like that, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone has everything. <laughs> Oh, yeah, isn't that funny? You know, you just can't have it all. You won't mm. have it all. But you are a package deal. Mm. It's not about just the hair. It's not about just the legs. It's not about the, the, the eyelash extensions. It's about the package deal. And that is putting your best foot forward as you present yourself externally, externally but really valuing 
what's on the inside, really valuing the gifts and the talents that you have been given. Mm. And the perpetuating of the gender bias in our children, I mean, where does that fit into this conversation? Well, I think that we need to um, consider once again how we speak to women and versus how we speak to men. So personally, I've had this experience where um, I've had, I've gone into, it's often the words we use when we talk to women or men, and where I've gone into business negotiation, I've succeeded, um, my partner has phoned me uh, that night and, uh, you know, asked me how it went, and when I explain how the deal went down, I get told, tough cookie, aren't you? Yeah. Which is not... An, an affirmation. No. That is, that is a, a slap in the face rather than saying like you would for a man, gee, congratulations, wow, you're a great negotiator mm. uh, or a great salesperson or successful what business a stud. person. Yeah, what a stud, yeah. exactly. Mm. So it's funny. And it, this, is, this is from people who should know better. People who are experts at talking to leaders about abuse and use of power, um, and it's just, it's just because it's this default setting that women shouldn't really be successful. Women shouldn't really be out there winning these deals because they haven't for most of the years. It's only happening now. Mm. You know, we are now career women. Um, it's things like women being biased against themselves by being apologetic. And I, and I look at emails that I used to send. I look at emails I received from women. If a man is asked to quote for a job, he sends through a quote, this is the price. Mm. A woman sends through a quote, and then she justifies why mm. her price is her price. It's the words we use, being apologetic for who we are. Women are far more negotiable mm. than men. A woman is expected to discount her fees from the get-go. Mm. A man is not. And as long as a woman becomes aware of this, she can see the game that's being played and she doesn't have to engage in the game. But until you see it, you continue to engage. I mean, look at um, what's happening with Banyana Banyana at the moment and the outcry there, right? I mean, this is just, you know, a, a section of the bigger picture here. It's the same thing, isn't it? That women are viewed differently and therefore you can't ask for what men ask, you've got to justify it. And I mean, mm. look at Banyana, Banyana, we winning. I mean, you'd think that that would be justification, but I suspect probably not enough. Yeah, <laughs> but you're still a second class citizen because yeah. of the years of conditioning. Mm. It's years and years of conditioning, and it's not just other people, um, you know, being conditioned. It's also women being conditioned against themselves. Yeah. I think we are biased against ourselves mm. and this is where we need to catch a wake up where we need to speak more loudly to ourselves so that we wake up to the fact that um you know the only permission we need is our own mm. the only permission we need is our own but we're often waiting for permission from other people and this goes back to the dependence on external validation are we good enough now this is where Fathers are very important for daughters, where they need to be talking to, to their daughters, affirming their daughters, not just for their external beauty, 
but for who they are and showing them how to expect to be um, respected out there. It comes, it starts at home. If fathers respect their daughters and teach them how they should be treated by men, mm. that's a really good start. Um, yep. So, and how dad treats mum, whether you are married or divorced, is also incredibly, incredibly important. This is visible leadership. This is role modeling. Absolutely. I mean, you learn everything as a kid, isn't it? I mean, and you, you, you don't realize it when you're playing it out that that's what you have learned from your parents. And I know that's a bit of a no-brainer comment. But yeah, but it's, it's the role-playing, it's the wiring, it's the conditioning, it's the repetition that lays the groundwork. Um, you know, we want our girls to go out there and be the star in their own show. Currently, the conditioning is that we're the supporting act. Think about Banyana Banyana. Mm. They're not the star of the show. They are the supporting act. Bafana Bafana is still the star of the show. And so it's an old mindset that leads to a victim mindset and leads to a belief in girls and women that they have limited choices in life. Mm. And if we want our girls to think differently, we have to shift the narrative. And, um, you know, victim mindset starts from a young age. And one of the things I said at this presentation yesterday is that it doesn't matter what position you have in the company right now, whether you're a packer on the production floor or whether you are a manager, you need to be paying your future self. Many women have few choices in life. They do not have choice freedom because they haven't set themselves up financially. And this does not mean you wait until you are earning an executive salary. Mm. It starts from the time you earn a salary that you are putting some away for yourself to pay your future self Mm. when you choose to change direction in life, when you choose to perhaps exit a relationship, or when you have to retire or choose to retire one day, that you know you can. And it's part of of breaking the bias by setting women up from the get-go that they actually have power in relationships, negotiation power, because they are financially independent. It's a huge thing. Most women are trapped in jobs they hate or in relationships that are killing them Mm. because they have no financial power. I mean, I'd love to hear from somebody out there and if they want to pose a question to you, our number is 011-883-0702, You can SMS us on 31702 as well. I mean, what about putting uh, girls, quite young girls, you see it mainly in the States, into beauty pageants? And not that I'm saying that there's anything wrong with beauty pageants and they, they play a role in all of that, but is that does that play into the uh, judge me because of my looks rather than what I can offer. Sure. You know, I'm not anti-beauty pageants, but I am pretty anti the the beauty pageants for children. Yeah. My personal feeling is that it's the mum vicariously living through her child Mm. um, or the parents 
vicariously living through their children. Mm. I have exactly the same opinion when it comes to children having YouTube channels and unboxing toys and earning a hell of a lot more money than I do. Um, yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I have much more experience at judging toys than these children. Yeah. This is just influencer marketing. Mm. And, I, and I do think that it is parents living vicariously through their children. We must be careful that we don't steal our children's childhood from them and their innocence from them and most importantly the gift of privacy mm. we cannot underestimate or overestimate the gift of privacy and this is where we go back to what we started talking about in terms of social media and needing to be hot 24 7 needed needing to be liked needing to be followed these young girls who I speak to, 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds who have 5,000 followers on Instagram, are starting to literally mold themselves into what their followers want to see. Mm. This is not who they are. Mm. They are just wanting to do it for more likes. And they say to me things like this. We don't know who we are anymore because we have so many different personalities that that we don't know who the real me is mm. anymore. Mm. Now, to be like that when you're still a child, how are you going to be as an adult? You're going to dance to anyone's tune yep. who's prepared to give you attention. Mm. That is a recipe for disaster. I mean, here's a, another little uh, mini, and I, I'm sh sorry that I've got to keep using my kids uh, as an example, but, uh, you know, they're in this this age group where all of this is quite important. They're, they are only allowed on their phones uh, for a couple of hours and uh, avoid TikTok and all of that kind of stuff. But they, you know, they, they've managed to find ways to get onto it. But um, um, they, uh, the, the one twin took a picture of, of the other one and then it was a really horrible picture and then she took it down. The other twin was like, ah, you know, somebody might have seen this. Exactly. And, I, and I said, actually, who cares? Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, one, less is more when it comes to social media. Um, and we really, really want our kids to grow up, especially our young women, because we're talking about that right now, mm. as women of substance. And we need to help them to create a life of meaning where they're valued for their thoughts and ideas, mm. for their personalities and their values who they are and what they stand for, for their accomplishments rather than their looks. Mm. By the same token, part of this women empowerment conversation also involves men. We cannot talk about all boys being toxic masculinity. No, and I'm going to pause you there for a minute because I want you to listen to this, please. Well, Morning, Jane. And Nikki, I'm listening on a delay, and I think my girls may have overcompensated. They are both highly skilled and highly talented and top of their field, I believe. Um, but there still seems to be something missing because uh, they're not as happy as I think they should be. Lots of love from Karen and Glen Cairn. What do you make of that, Nikki? Yeah, interesting comment. So financial fulfillment is one thing. Professional fulfillment is another thing. And of course, personal and emotional fulfillment is something else. And we do live in an environment where men can be scared of women who are actually standing fully in their power. 
And I'm not talking about power games. And I think this is where men need to have a look at themselves. We need to think about power with, power together, and power over. And a woman who is being successful, you don't need to play a power game with her. You don't have to fix a woman. You don't have to um, rescue a woman. Men need to learn how to support women and how to go alongside women who are making it in the world. And it's interesting that um, since I became a widow, I had to, I had to become independent and empowered in order to survive. And I have experienced men who can't handle that. And I have experienced men who really feel that if they can't save a woman and rescue a woman, then they can't be in a relationship with her. And vice versa, I've experienced the absolute joy in being in a relationship with a man who can absolutely hold that space for me and enable me and support me to be my full best self. So it's not an easy issue. We're having to redefine relationships and we're having to all step up and show up in completely different ways. So I really am being invitational to women to step into the spotlight and be the leading role in their lives and being invitational to men to celebrate these women, stop trying to rescue them. It is not a dent in your own self-esteem that a woman doesn't need rescuing, but wow, you can have such a powerful relationship if you can both support and leverage each other. And let's leave it there. Always good to talk to you. Get in, get in touch with Nikki on Facebook on her Parenting Matters page or visit NikkiBush.com. Thanks, Nikki.